When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to, uh, I suppose, Sky Upa Shorts Week. Not even quite it takes. I'll be your host this week, U Street. Uh, hey, y'all. And with me this week, we have Andy, go for Go 5. Apparently, I'm not allowed to take a week off. No, it's it's just really important that we have that, that strong consistency within the pod. We have a, a nice short bite one for you this week, partially because Andy and I have collectively decided that we're not going to talk about the fact that the University of Minnesota women's basketball team lost in their second round NIT game and are thus gone. Uh, no more season left, and also it appears that Caddy Sissoko is, tra- is going to transfer. We're not going to talk about that. It's too early to talk about possible transfers coming to the University of Minnesota, so everyone can just be very excited for potentialities for both the men's and the women's basketball team. Women's hockey isn't playing anymore, but men's hockey is. And I, as a somewhat casual observer of hockey, would like to note that uh, Andy's going to talk a little bit more about the most recent loss to Michigan in the Big Ten tournament title, but I will say that it is very hard to play hockey when you are playing six on ten. Andy, your thoughts? Yeah, you know, it was uh, it was a crazy environment last Saturday night, uh, Big Ten title game at, at 3M Arena at Mariucci. And, uh, I mean, it, it started out with a bang, Jackson Nelson scoring 32 seconds into the game. And, and uh, the, the crowd, that was one of the loudest rousers I have heard in, in a very, very long time. Uh, that place was rocking. Unfortunately, Michigan came right back and scored about 30 seconds later to tie the game up at one. And then, unfortunately, as you said, the uh, the referees decided to uh, to get themselves into the game a little bit. Uh, the first two penalties called on Minnesota, they reviewed both for majors uh, and, and putting their tails between their legs, realized that they probably shouldn't have even been called for two minutes besides majors. But uh, unfortunately, under reviews, you're not allowed to get rid of the entire penalty. You're just allowed to decide whether it's two minutes or five minutes. So Michigan got a couple of early power plays, which uh, did not get the crowd on their side. And then when uh, a couple of blatant missed calls happened in the second period, uh, things got ugly there for a while. Uh, the the fans, led on by mostly the students, but a few other fans, uh, did not take that likely and uh, started throwing bottles and cans onto the ice, um, to which uh, Minnesota came very, very close to being assigned a delay game penalty. They did not. Um, but Michigan took advantage of one of those power plays that uh, that went against the Gophers uh, to take a, a 3-1 lead, and then they made it 4-1 after two periods. So, yeah, the, the fans were not uh, not happy. And unfortunately, um, the Gophers played like absolute crap in the second period, so it was, it was a double whammy for, uh, for the fans in the stands. Um, 
they would score two late goals as the referees did suddenly realize that Michigan is allowed to also commit penalties. Uh, and the Gophers, in fact, had a six on three after they pulled Justin Close uh, with Matthew Nyes getting a couple of late power play goals, one six on three and then the other one six on four. Unfortunately, the last goal coming with uh, just five seconds left in the game wasn't enough. Michigan would go on to win 4-3, take home the uh, Big Ten tournament crown uh, and the number one overall seed in the NCAA tournament. Uh, when the brackets were announced Sunday, we can talk about that in a minute. But uh, I mean, it was it was great to see a packed crowd in Marici. Unfortunately, <coughs> the uh, the Gophers did not give them the best effort that we would have liked to have seen. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see going forward if they can try and get some of that momentum. Um, you know, if you want to ask my opinion, I'm actually not that disappointed that they lost, uh, just because it would have been if Minnesota is going to make a run to the NCAA championship, which is not going to be easy, but it would have been an epic 14 game winning streak. And and that's just ridiculously tough to do. So it's nice to get your clunkers out of the way. They've had a couple now, especially in the middle periods uh, against Penn state and Michigan, the last couple of weeks, but now, you know, okay, you're not allowed to do that anymore. Your season's over. So um, they regroup, they head into the NCAA tournament here, uh, this weekend and uh, get ready to to try and go on a four-game run. Yeah, and we should be very clear that the primary reason why we both believe that Minnesota lost that game was actually because of their poor performance in the second period, not helped by the refs. Also, you shouldn't throw stuff onto the ice. That's dangerous and stupid. It's like just a game. Not a fan. Yeah, you know, it, 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 well, and, and, and no, and nobody's really a fan. And it's, and it's interesting though. I mean, uh, happened to be listening to K fan this afternoon and Lou Nanny was on and he basically, you know, he said, yeah, you really shouldn't do that. Where he's like, you know, honestly, I can see how some people want to do that because I could see, I could be really frustrated and want to do that as well. So even he tacitly agreed that things were, um, a bit one-sided in the, in the refereeing game. So he could definitely understand why, uh, why person would be so frustrated and so mad to want to do that but uh yeah you just you just can't do that i mean you don't want to act like st cloud fans we're not st cloud fans please don't act like st cloud fans for sure and even more importantly just at least in from a safety perspective that because it is a game as bad as the refs were and again andy and i were very clear on our view of the refereeing in that game that is not the kind of thing that you want to do and especially as andy noted you keep it up now you get a delay of game penalty which is entirely the fans fault at that point michigan potentially scores another one the second period they need to play better going into the tournament which we're going to talk about right now it is exciting to be back in the tournament. Certainly a very difficult road, starting with a very tough first opponent, I would think. Andy, can you give us a sort of basic preview for fans as to what we might expect for the NCAA tournament chances of our Pride on Ice, men's edition? Yeah. So the the Gophers, after they lost, uh, dropped from a potential number one seed down to the, in fact, all the way down to the number six spot after UMD went on another run to win the NCHC title. Uh, So they got a a number two seed and are sent out east. So the uh, number two seed Gophers will play number three seed UMass in their first game at 5 p.m. Friday night. Uh, and then the other two teams in the in the Worcester Mass region uh, are the number one seed Western Michigan and then the number four seed Northeastern. So uh, they will play at 11 a.m. on Friday. The Gophers play UMass at 5. And then the winners of those games will play Sunday either at uh, 3, I believe at 3 or 5.30. Uh, those times will probably be announced after the results of the games, uh, both our region and then the, uh, I believe it's also the Allentown region. Um is also a Friday-Sunday series. This is the first year uh, that the 
NCAA has put that day off between games, um, as as many fans not of Minnesota likes to call it, the, the Bob Motzkow bitching rule, uh, as he was he was one of the most vocal about it after uh, the Gophers had to get stuck playing the late game uh, when they beat Omaha in the NCAA tournament last year, and then had to come back on on about 19 hours rest and face Minnesota State, and it didn't go so well. Um, you know, they've been using the player safety, the fact that, you know, last year North Dakota and, and UMD ended up playing a five overtime game um, and had, had somebody had to turn around and play the next night. That would have been ridiculous. And so that's why, in theory, the NCAA is given that day off in between. Um, but uh, people are still going to blame flame. Moscow for that if they can. So either way, doesn't matter. Uh, regionals this year played Thursday, Saturday, Friday, Sunday, just like the NCAA basketball tournament is. Um, as we said, the Gophers in, in Wooster, uh, UMass will be a tough opponent. They are the defending national champions. They won the title last year. They lost a lot of really, really top talent. Uh, they lost their goaltender, um, starting goaltender, and they lost uh, a couple of top offensive knots. But they do have uh, one of the best offensive players, also a Hobie Baker finalist like Ben Myers, uh, Bobby Trevigno. Um, he is uh, an offensive powerhouse. The Gophers will have to shut him down. Um, so hopefully they can uh, keep things uh, moving. Uh, like I said, if they advance to play Sunday, um, Western Michigan, Northeastern. Northeastern has one of the best goalies in the nation and Devin Levi. Uh, Western Michigan is, a, is another offensive part of Howard. So it'll be a, it'll be a tough match, uh, but the Gophers will try and advance. Uh, also doesn't help that they're playing UMass an hour from their campus in Wooster. Uh, Northeastern also a local Massachusetts team. So, uh, But that's what happens when you don't win and you don't get a number one seed and you're sort of stuck with how the committee takes you. So, Yeah, absolutely. Very exciting nonetheless to watch some playoff hockey, as it were. And hopefully we will return to the frozen sport for Bob Moscow bitching rule or not. The final thing that we're just going to talk about, because we're just in on some very positive notes here, and perhaps my favorite question that I've ever been able to ask someone, Andy, whose backflip is more impressive, Gable Stevenson or Sarah Bacon's? Uh, well, we're, we're going to go with Gable's because uh, – uh... A 280-some pound man should not be able to do that, and he does that. And he did that again after winning his second Cadex of NCAA Heavyweight Championship. Uh, he went through the field about as we expected, maybe uh, a bit tougher road, um, but he also just sort of you know eased into it. He didn't he didn't go for blowing out every single wrestler as he has in the regular season. Uh, but Gable busted through the field, uh, perfect five and zero, ending it with a six uh, two win over Arizona State's Colton Schultz. Uh, goes out on top, does the backflip, takes his shoes off, signifying his his retirement from amateur wrestling. Uh, gets standing ovation from the crowd in Detroit. Um, just, you know, soaking it all in and, and we'll see him in WWE very, very soon. In fact, uh, would not be surprised. I think WrestleMania here is in, in two weeks or something like that. If he, uh, makes an appearance there, I would not be shocked in the least. So, uh, congratulations to Gable. Uh, Sarah Bacon also picked up one of two NCAA titles last weekend. She was going for the repeat like she had in 2021 in both the one meter springboard and three meter springboard. Um, she fell in the one meter springboard finishing second as Miami's Mia Valet actually broke Bacon's record that she set in the event in 2019. Uh, she would finish second behind her uh, and then got uh, got her revenge, winning the three-meter title, uh, NCAA championship, individual championship number five. Uh, she is continues to be the most decorated individual 
athlete in gopher history and now is tied for the most individually decorated athlete with uh, John Roethlisberger gymnastics. And I'm going to miss, I believe it's a, a, a track and field athlete. I don't have his name in front of me uh, from probably the forties, but they both won five individual NCAA titles. Sarah Bacon joins that class um, and goes out on top in her final appearance in the uh, maroon and gold. Yeah, so congratulations to both of them. I would say that neither Andy and I are going to be putting our shoes in the middle of the virtual blog anytime soon. We're not retiring. Neither is the Daily Gopher. Make sure to check frequently, not only for extended news and updates for all the very exciting wins that are occurring, but also for hockey coverage that gears up, as well as baseball and softball and the other spring sports, which are starting here as well. With that, very excited. Hope you'll come act with us next week. Until then, go Gophers, Sky Uma, row the boat. Go Gophers, row the boat.